1: Everybody out there in Irish Breakdown Land, welcome to yet another edition of IB Nation Sports Talk. I am Vince D'Adario. I am not Sean Styers. He is finishing up his vacation, a well deserved vacation in parts unknown. I don't even know where he is. Doesn't matter. He's having a great time. I do know that much. And so this is the last show sans Sean Styers. He will be back. For, so for those of you who are missing, who don't have that, you know, you're not getting your Sean Styers fix. I apologize. He will be back on Monday. He will be back to take over and I'll be over on the other side and he'll be in my spot. We'll just do one shift over. So uh, he'll be back on Monday. But today I am joined by the incomparable Bobby Hensley. <laughs> Thank you,
2: sir, for joining me today. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you doing? You know, I feel bad for those people that need Sean in their life. <laughs> like, I, I don't get that. It's a vacation for me to be able to talk to you. See, there it is. And it, <laughs> if anybody thought that there wasn't going to be
1: a little bit of picking on when Bobby comes on for Sean, then they, they're they not paying attention. That's not how it works, right? Well, no, He's easy
2: to pick on. <laughs> it,
1: it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, so today, we thought that with the big unveiling yesterday of the Shamrock Series uniform for 2022, going to Vegas with the, the clean white jerseys and the gold trim and all of these different things, we're gonna do a show all about the Shamrock series, like the whole thing, like all the way back to 2009, which feels like a very long time ago to me. That was like uh, that was four kids ago for me, so <laughs> that was like a whole other world, a whole other lifetime. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into this thing. We're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite uniforms. We're gonna talk about our favorite venues where they should go where they, you know, if they haven't gone there yet, maybe an opponent that we would like to see, All everything Shamrock series, we're going to have some fun with it. And so if you've got comments about the Shamrock series, by all means, throw it in the chat. Let's talk about it. We'll bring it up. We're just going to kind of have some fun with this. uh, Because the Shamrock series, to be honest, Bobby, is it's kind of contentious with some fans. Like, they either love it or they absolutely hate it. Where do you fall on the whole Shamrock Series thing with Notre Dame?
2: Well, you talk about four kids ago. That's three coaches ago for Notre Dame 2009. Solid point.
1: That's a really good point.
2: (laughs) Um, I think it's a great thing that they do because they're the only program I think that can pull it off. They're the only ones, a national brand, that can go into any situation, any stadium, any city, and still be – you know, loved and admired. And they're the only ones that can pull that off. And I think it's good that they do it because it, it opens them up to a special thing that nobody else can do.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data,
3: Trade Coffee sent us two new flavors after my wife filled out their quiz. Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York City and Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters in Massachusetts. The Black Velvet was a dark roast with a note of burnt sugar, graham cracker, and malted milk balls. It was a very rich but smooth flavor that reminded her a bit of her favorite dessert, creme brulee. The Big City French Roast was also a dark roast, which is right up my wife's alley. And it was flavored with burnt sugar, baking chocolate, and roasted almonds. The smell in the kitchen while she was preparing a cup of coffee put a smile on my face, and she said the taste was even better and sweeter. And she didn't pick these flavors. They were chosen by trade after she filled out a short quiz. you got to give this a try. And Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, They'll take your feedback, and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping and handling when you go to drinktrade.com forward slash Irish. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com forward slash Irish and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com forward slash Irish for $30 off.
1: Absolutely. No, I, I'm hundred percent with you because there's no other program in the country. We, we, you know, we've been talking about what the independence of Notre Dame right over the past few weeks, they're going to join a conference, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff. There's no other program in the country that could do what Notre Dame does with the Shamrock series. And yes, has it fallen flat at times? Yes. Did it take a little bit for it to kind of take off as far as like the the venues and the uniforms and all that? Yeah, it did. Like they kind of dipped their toe in at the beginning. We'll kind of go over that a little bit uh, before they really jumped in with both feet with the uniform change. Uh, but they're the only ones that could do this. They're the only ones that could take a home game, a home atmosphere with pep rallies and, and uh, you know, PA address announcers, like the whole home situation. Pick it up and take it across the country and be effective.
2: And I think there's a, it, it's so tiered on this because I think NBC loves it because they get a primetime game. All of these games have been primetime. Sure. It gives them an opponent that's not a max school, you know, so it, it's usually a, at least a better opponent than, you know, somebody middle of the road. And, Notre Dame benefits greatly from it. Uh, The uniforms is something for people to talk about. So we're going to talk about today. It gives you a whole lot of stuff, content. It gives you something unique. It gives you something new and like where they're going, what uniforms are they going to wear? And then we can talk about how they, how does this uniform stand up against other ones and where else could they go? And it just, I think it just gives so many positive vibes towards the program and this Notre Dame team. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. They've been doing this for a while. They just didn't call it the Shamrock Series. Like going to Ireland. They've been in Ireland before. They've played Navy in different places. They've been in these big venues before. It's nice that they finally put a name on it. Sure. So then it feels like, because how many of these games, like you said, that we're going to go through that are, they weren't great games, but now they were a part of the Shamrock Series. So that made that game that didn't go very well or didn't matter, it matters now.
1: Yes, that's actually a really good point they they've always been kind of a barnstorming club because they had to be right back right. in the day when they wanted to join the Big 10 and the Big 10 was like yeah no not happening they're like okay well i guess we'll get on a train and travel 3 days and go play southern cal or we'll do whatever and so they've been a barnstorming type of team and that's how they gained the popularity that they have to this day and then you add on to it the the lindsay nelson replays on sundays and all of those different things that's how they got a nationwide following, and so Notre Dame has the ability to pick up and have a home game all over the country. And they pretty much sell out all of those venues as well. I've, I've got the, the list here, someplace. Here it is. I mean, you're talking, there has never been a, a Shamrock series game with let's see the one in Boston when they played Boston College in Fenway Park. It was a sellout, it was only 38 and a half thousand people, but that's because that's what that place held. Um the rest of them are all over 48, 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 like non-home home games, you know, and they're selling the place out and then on top of that they're undefeated in all of these Shamrock series games as well. I I I love the Shamrock series. I think it is a great concept. They they've taken a break like they didn't have one in 2017, they didn't have one in 2019. 2020 got canceled because of COVID. Obviously. Everything did. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And I guess they really don't have anything planned beyond 2022 at the moment. Uh, and the next iteration is gonna be the rescheduled Lambeau Field game against Wisconsin in 2026. So at the moment, they're gonna take like a three-year hiatus and then come back with it. But I love the concept, I think it's great. I think they're slowly starting to run out of venues because they're starting to repeat (laughs) a little bit here and there, which I, I guess I understand. Uh, but at the same time, I love the concept. They the recruits love the uniforms, the fans love the uniforms for the most part, and at the very least it gives us something to talk about. And it's right? different. Yep. It, it's it's different and Notre Dame has that iconic, you know, home and away look, and so when they do something different, it's going to get people fired up one way or the other. And there's the whole no news is bad news, right? And so, you know, everybody across the nation is talking about Notre Dame Shamrock series uniforms at least for the last 24 hours, if not a little bit more. I mean, it was ESPN tweeted about it today, about four hours ago, right? I mean, everybody's, so everywhere. Yeah. everybody's talking about it. So, you know, all the comments under that tweet were negative uh, <laughs> because everybody hates Notre Dame, but I totally polarizing, get it. Yeah, yeah it. They're polarizing. That's exactly yeah. right. So personally, I like the Shamrock series. I think it's a good thing. I think, again, like you said, nobody else could pull it off like Notre Dame does.
2: And I think that it's obvious that Notre Dame can pull off a lot that no one can. But like you talk about a home game not at home, but think about that Boston game. Their opponent was Boston College, and they still went in as the home team, yes, the host team, and everybody like in the stadium was still cheering for Notre Dame. And they've done you know similar things to that before. But like you, they go to Maryland or Washington D.C. and play Maryland, right? And they're still the home team. Right. So it's not even that it's a neutral field. They're going to enemy territory, yeah, and they're still – Notre Dame's brand can pull the home field off. Yeah, which is impressive. I mean, it's impressive.
1: And the fact the fact that these teams are willing to do that, too. I, I want to put that out there. The teams that are – that yeah. is their home area. They're willing to bring in Notre Dame, let them be the home team, and they still sign up for it, right? Right. That says something about the power of the Notre Dame brand, and why yet another checkmark in the column of they don't need a conference yet, because they can still do this kind of thing. They can go into somebody's home territory and be the home team and still have success,
2: and still put on a show and play at a venue that, like Boston College, they probably would love playing at Fenway Park. They would have loved to have been the home team or been Absolutely. you know, the 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 host but they just obviously weren't because Notre Dame was going to pull more than they were. And it wasn't even close. Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about the conference stuff and that's not going to die off until I think the first kickoff against Ohio state, because oh, yeah. it's always, I think the USC UCLA thing is still always leaving one shoe hanging. And it's like, when will Notre Dame, do they need to say even that they're not going to join a conference or, or who knows how that's going to go. But sure. I think the shamrock series kind of shows, you know, we've talked about it a, or Sean and I have talked about it. I'm sure you have as well. But the Shamrock Series is just another prime example of what makes Notre Dame Notre Dame. And this goes back to when they were on the train going out to California to play USC. This goes to, while they've always been the only team with a national TV contract, right. they don't need a conference. And maybe they will eventually. Who knows how that goes. But they sure. still prove in 2022 that Notre Dame is independent, has a viable option to the off, and the Shamrock Series proves they can go anywhere and play anyone. Agreed, and
1: and for that reason, I love it. I mean, I, I love the concept. I love the execution for the most part. Uh, but you're not going to love every one of these uniforms. I, I mean, no. I, that, that's a fact. You're not going to love. I'm curious to see where you go with this. So, let's <laughs> jump right into this, Bobby. We 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 talked about the fact that the most fun thing about the Shamrock series is the uniforms. They're they're different every time. I mean, drastically different every time. Everybody's got their favorites. Everybody's got the ones that they don't like. So we we took the task on of ranking our top three uniforms, okay, from the Shamrock Series, but then also the worst, like the, the worst. And I, I definitely have an honorable mention for the worst as well. But um, <laughs> I, I, I want to get your thoughts on your top three. Give me your top three. Go start three, two, go three, two, one.
2: All right, number three, 2010, it was just a plain – Green jersey with the gold numbers, kind of the old school, not the mustard, but the the more modern version of the green and gold. And I just thought it was it was crisp. It was clean. I like bringing back the green 2010. That was still when green was iffy to wear as a Notre Dame fan. You weren't (laughs) sure if they were going to win the game or not. Right. So I think they picked a perfect spot for that color, that color scheme. It looked good. I think I'm happy with it.
1: Okay. All right. And that was was your, those are the same green jerseys that they wore against like USC in 05. So those were kind of, people knew about them. Yeah. But people knew about them, but you're right. The whole green Jersey thing was like, yeah, yeah. They, they, and people still have, they get the jitters about the whole green Jersey thing, which I get, but the recent history of the green Jersey is still good. For Notre Dame but but
2: in 2010 that's when they yeah. were and like you said they they won and they've been undefeated in this jam box series which is another good reason to keep it it's because yeah. they win every game good call so if you have a questionable jersey choice throw it in there and that's that's yeah. what they did
1: <laughs> I like that
2: I like that so my
1: third uh was actually last year I I actually they, they were fairly plain mm-hmm. I'm kind of a plain guy anyway right but I liked them. They had the big numbers. They, you know, very traditional in look and, and going and playing in Chicago. That was kind of a playoff of what Chicago's old uniforms used to look like. I kind of dug that. I like Chicago. I'm a fan of Chicago sports. It was just a clean, pretty basic look. I was all about it. Like I was, I was pretty happy with those uniforms. And so 2021
2: actually made my list at number three. And that's, a, that's another great jersey, and <laughs> I, it, that's my honorable mention, actually, because nice. in a, the, the way they had the Chicago Stars infiltrated in the jersey I thought was neat. Yeah, It was a million times better than the jersey they had the first time they played in Chicago, when you talk about <laughs> repeating venues. Oof. But those – and we'll get to the bottom ones later. But, <laughs> yes, we will. But I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think last year's jerseys were just a good look, and it was almost like a normal – Blue, but then they added that Chicago feel to it. Yeah, you know, a little uniqueness to it. Yes. And so I agree with you. I think that was a really good jersey. And I think it's interesting that both of us have used the word clean, crisp, you know, jersey. So maybe we're gonna agree on some stuff here. It's
1: gonna be interesting because <laughs> I think you well, you're definitely gonna see a trend with my top two. You're, you're gonna see a, a theme, I think. Uh, but I, I'm bouncing it back to you. So, so what's your number two as far as favorite jersey is considered?
2: Number two to me is 2013. Again, okay. I'm going to use the word clean. Yeah, It's a lights. clean white Jersey with the green numbers. They played Arizona state, I believe. Yep. And uh, I, I thought that Jersey again was clean. I don't need all the frills we're, we I mean, I feel like we're on the same page with that, but I don't need like these hidden things in it. I love the white and it, it just felt like a nice Jersey to look at. It was almost like the Penn state away Jersey, the white one, Yeah. you know, or their white out. I, I thought it was a great clean jersey. Again, all mine are going to be clean, but yes, right. Um, exactly. I think I think that um, and it ended up being a great game and seeing Tommy Reese in it. I just think that that jersey sticks out in my mind. Well, and I I, I liked
1: the the green face mask also mm-hmm. with that one. You know, there was the touch of green. I think was was a nice touch to that. So you had the all white with the gold numbers, and then you had the green outline. So I know a lot of people not necessarily fans of, of the green aspect of Notre Dame's uniforms. And I, I get that because it's technically not a traditional color of Notre Dame. I get that. Okay, fine. But I like the green <laughs> personally. And I like the fact that they used the all-white. You had the monochromatic look, the all-white with the green and the green face mask. And I, I dug it, man. I, I was very impressed with 2013. And spoiler alert, that was my number one.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <That's what> I'm <laughs> wondering if we were – so, I figures. Yeah.
1: So, I, I got, I have to say that since you brought it up, that was my number one. I just thought that, again, like you said, that was clean and they were playing on field turf. So, there wasn't going to be any grass stains on it. I mean, it was clean from start to finish. Obviously, Notre Dame won that game. It was a little closer than maybe people would have liked uh, with Arizona State being 34 to 37. And I'm pretty sure if, I'm, if I remember that game right, Arizona State scored a bunch like in the fourth quarter. So, it was a close game that didn't need to be close um but I I am a fan of the white on white okay I like it yeah it's it's a good look it, it makes people look a little bit sleeker maybe a little faster I don't know what it is but <laughs> I, I dig the all white man I really do
2: I thought the like you said that it didn't get dirty through the game it wasn't a rain mud game so you right. can't even tell who anybody is I like that you could see the numbers very crisp and very clearly uh, the, the the hint of green if green's not an Notre Dame color that I don't why isn't green considered a Notre Dame color? <laughs> and that's fair. Because they were green for a while and anytime they've ever had an alternate color, it's been green. Would you rather they just have them like have a well the mustard? Would you rather have them the mustard color jersey yeah, or something? Right. right, right I think right. the green and like you said, it wasn't overpowering with the green, which is why I put it above the 2010 green jersey game. Okay. Okay. So I like that there was white with a hint of green and not green in your face that they maybe couldn't have pulled off at that point of their Transition into more jerseys, but I think that one was a huge success. And we're still at that point. They were that was a huge move for Notre Dame to have a white jersey with the green numbers. I don't think they've done that in a long time or ever. At that point, yeah, no, I yes, absolutely, it was awesome. No doubt about that. So, what was your number two? So,
1: so my number two, actually, and I just want to make sure I remind myself, my number two is this year's jerseys. And again, you're going to see the team of the white on white. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the more the more I looked at this year's versus the 2013, they're actually really similar. Uh, they both have the shamrock on the side. Now this one, there's no green, obviously. So the major difference is that there's no green on this year's version. Um, I do dig the gold. I like the fact that they outlined the numbers. I th- I'm sure that that's in navy. It's hard to tell if it's navy or black, but I'm, I'm sure that it's navy if it was gold on white you have zero chance of seeing the numbers you know no. on tv or in the press box so i like the fact that they outlined it somebody <clears throat> in the chat said that they they wished that they outlined the notre dame across the front to make it easier to see okay
2: i yeah. get that I,
1: I could see that uh, it, the the font that they used it would be difficult to outline it because it was so thin um, right. but I understand what they're saying. I totally, I totally get that completely. Um, but that was my number two. So my number one and number two were both white on white, clean from head to toe. That's me, man. Like, that's what I dig. And I, I thought they did a really good job with this year's version.
2: I think this year's jerseys look re- really good. And somebody mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, Trunk Vigo in our chat mentioned it. That's kind of how the Raiders do their jersey with white on uh gray almost. Sure. They have those jerseys. So it's almost paying homage to the host stadiums team. Yeah. And, it, so, and I think that, like, we both – obviously hobb- I didn't know we'd like the same kind of jerseys. But <laughs> we're obviously both digging the white on white. And um, it just you think of being in Vegas, the white, and you're in a desert. It's nice to not have a dark color. And I think they look really sleek. I would – I'm going to – the only thing is I would put the, the Chicago ones from last year over this year's. But okay. I think the trend of jerseys that they're – um, designing right now I think it's just going up because I like, agree I think the last couple ones have been two of the top four in my mind
1: yeah no absolutely I, I completely agree with you and I believe if I'm not mistaken and I should probably look this up before I say it but <laughs> I believe the 2013 version the all-whites were the last Adidas uh Shamrock series version and so it's interesting that this year they almost have a similar version and it's the, but it's the first time that Under Armour has tackled the white on white. So something to think about there for all the people that hate Under Armour. I thought they did a pretty good job
2: this year and last year, but you know, I mean, we're, we're both wearing about. an Under Armour Notre Dame shirt, I think. So yeah. <laughs> I think we're okay with, <laughs> I, I'm wearing my oh, Riley. Uh, okay. Yeah. I got
1: Riley, but it, yeah,
2: it's Under Armour. So uh, yeah.
1: I kind of dig it, but you know, yeah, that's just me.
2: Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> what can yeah, you do? I, I, I agree, though the, the, the jerseys, like I said, I think it's a nice little because that the gold on white, it, it's crisp, it's clean, it's almost like oh, is it hard to see? But that's kind of what the Raiders jerseys are. Sure, and and I, if you're a Raiders fan, maybe you're an Notre Dame fan for a minute.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
2: yeah. I mean, and
1: again, I do like the fact that they kind of take a taste of the where they're going to be, right? Right. So the gold because they're in Vegas, totally get that. Makes a lot of sense um you know they were all green when they went to Fenway you know they had the Chicago when they were in Chicago like I like that they that these jerseys have a little bit more meaning to them there was no Chicago in the 2012 version when they were in no field. no
2: it was let's be bold but it wasn't honoring Chicago or the Bears bold or is, anything bold isn't an, a word bold is a word for those <laughs> yeah. um Do you if, think- if, if, did we get your number one no, we haven't yet. Yeah. I was gonna say first yeah. while we're while we're on the Vegas thing. still, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's weird that UNLV plays in South Bend and then for the Vegas game they're playing <laughs> BYU? I never thought about that. That is very interesting. I could have
1: easily seen UNLV playing Notre Dame in a Shamrock series in Vegas. That would make perfect sense because it would it would be similar to Boston College. It would you know it it yep. would be similar to all of those different things. I never thought about that. That's very. It's like they're crossing paths on the way, you know? right?
2: <laughs> but I guess doesn't UNLV play their home games there? So maybe it would have been. No. It would have really legit, been a legit, legit home. Yeah. yeah, but anyway. Um. So my number one uniform, I, I went a little off my path. Not too much. It's still a clean jersey, but it pays. I think it just fit so well with the game that that was. Is You're the gonna, Yankee game 2018? Yeah, I, I knew it. And I know this is gonna be in your bottom three, I bet. <laughs> but I love the way that they paid homage to the Yankees because sure. not only are they not playing a football stadium, they're playing a baseball stadium. Absolutely. And they're not playing in a baseball stadium, they're playing in Yankee Stadium, which is one of the greatest meccas of sports, kind of like Notre Dame Stadium, kind of yeah, like sure. Lambeau Field, that they're going to eventually. So the fact that they did went out of their way so much to pay homage to the Yankees, and it was so different from what Notre Dame wears. Did I kind of vibe with it, and I enjoyed the fact that they went out of their way to to make that jersey across cross a hybrid Yankee Notre Dame jersey?
1: You know, here's what I'll say about that jersey. Okay, I respect the fact that they were in Yankee Stadium. I respect the fact that they wanted to pay homage to the Yankees, and and they did it with the logo, right? They did it mm-hmm. with the pants. Yep, they did the it with pants sleeve. Yeah. You know, right? So they. They were, they were paying homage to the Yankees. I get it. I totally – and they use like, the Yankees script for Notre Dame mm-hmm. across the front. I mean, it was a Yankees jersey. I mean, that's what it was, right? Right. Um, the only thing that would have made it worse, in my opinion, is if they would have <laughs> pinstriped the shirt as well right. as the pants. Um, look – it's a, somebody mentioned that I was going to hate the Yankees jersey that they had because I hate the Yankees, and it's a hundred percent accurate. Like, I, it's <laughs> well, there you I, go. Yeah. I'm totally emotional about it, and my <laughs> hatred for the Yankees is true and it is firm. And the fact that the school that I enjoy watching in in, in college football put on the jersey, basically that I despise in baseball, <laughs> in baseball. like. That was hard for me to stomach. Okay, yeah. I respect it, but I don't have to like it. Okay,
2: <laughs> so basically, you're saying you appreciate the effort to pay homage, Absolutely. but but that homage is your weak point that you hate. You can't stand them. That's your. I mean, and I and I I respect you,
1: and I know you're a White Sox fan, but it would be the same thing as if they played. Yes, yeah, see, I, I figured if, yeah. if they played at Comiskey or the Cell or whatever it's called these days, if they played there and they put on White Sox stuff censored myself uh if they, <laughs> okay. put, on, if they put on white socks uniforms i'd feel the same way like the white socks and the yankees are in the same ballpark for me right so right it, I, hey I, what can i say i i am loyal to a fault and uh i respect it but i don't have to like it i did not yeah. put them as my worst though because of the respect factor
2: i will well say that's that. very that's very adult of you i'm Thank so you. proud of you for you, being should able
1: to, you should be you should be i
2: just I think like last year's jerseys paid homage to Chicago. Sure. But I think that other than that, that was the biggest homage. I don't know where you want to go next, but like the, even the, the Boston jerseys, that sure. venue is so cool. That game was so neat. They, the right. way it was all set up, those jerseys were not good.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. So,
2: like if they, if they had done more to pay homage to Boston and the Red Sox, maybe that would have been something but sure so the fact that they actually stayed in their brand and and for better or for worse or how many people in the world are Notre Dame and Yankee fans and then they're IU basketball fans sure, or whatever sure. you know
1: yeah right you're it's gonna be hard to please. you can't please everybody no. frankly and I and I totally uh, get that but they me.
2: should please you
1: <laughs> yeah, of course I'm, my phone is always on they can call yeah. me at any time and I will pick it up okay but it's a six three one number I'm gonna pick it up Um, okay. So, so we've gone through our, our favorites, right. And I, not to tease, but we're also going to do our favorite venues and there's going to be some discrepancy for me for favorite venues versus the jerseys. So I just want to put that out there. Okay. Right.
2: But you can separate them.
1: I can, I can, I'm a big boy. I'm an adult. I'm like over 40 for goodness sake. So you're 40, um, you're a man. That's right. I'm a man. I'm 40. (laughs) Come with me. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about our worst jerseys. And you can have honorable mentions. That's totally fine uh, for your worst jersey. But I think that there's a few candidates for this, in my opinion. But I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. Your worst jersey for the Shamrock series.
2: So, and like when you break down a jersey, we're talking fashion here, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we
1: are. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. Fashion yes. Week here at uh, Irish Breakdown.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, they totally pulled it off, but no. Uh, the, <laughs> what I didn't like in 2012 in Chicago was the split helmet. Yes, so I put that as number three. It had nothing to do with the neck down jersey. It had to do with that helmet, and I couldn't stop Terrible. looking at it. And I, if they're going one way, you see one edge of it, and if you see, I don't like that. I just want to see the uniform, the look on the field, and I don't like seeing two different looks. It gets confusing it i so that's going to be my number 3 based on that helmet alone okay
1: all right fair enough so you did you actually did a, a bottom 3 all right so i'm going oh, to oh yeah no 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 that's no, good i can i that's can go my no, no 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 that's good stuff i like that so if we're <laughs> if we're going bottom 3 so i need to kind of reframe i got i have two written down for worst um uh, i'm going to have to come up
2: with a third one but, just throw the yankee one in there yeah okay so
1: that'll be <laughs> my third one that's yeah. a good call I, that's going to be my third one um <laughs> So I'll go, I'll go ahead and do my second one, right? Okay. So my my original honorable mention was, uh, was going to be 2016, and like the camo green-ish kind of pukey looking jerseys. I don't know. They're like it's it almost looked like a uh, like a pea green kind of a look. Like yeah, that was I don't that's not a green that Notre Dame wears. Number one, okay. And it was 2016, and I realized they were playing Army. And I'm, San Antonio. and I'm pretty sure that it was an homage to the army and, and, and I just got done saying that I can respect the homage and all of that. I, I realized that I, so ugly, I just didn't <laughs> like it at all. Like it didn't say, like, if you took the name off of it, no, that doesn't say Notre Dame in any way for me, except for the helmet, which had like the hand drawn, um, uh, from the church, right. It says yeah. God country, Notre Dame. I believe that was, that was, was the, side. Theme, yeah. yeah, that was the theme. It just—I don't know—the colors just did me wrong. I did not enjoy
2: that one at all. I didn't. Um, yeah, and Irish shytown has been saying several things I agree with. We'll get some of them later, but <laughs> those jerseys just were so bad. That's my oh. number one. Is it I, okay? Fair I couldn't—I couldn't tolerate. Like even the shoulder, like everything looked. It looked like they were in a vest, a green vest with gold bad. sleeves. It was bad. The helmet was bad. It. It looked like a mess. It looked like something like my ninety-nine-year-old grandma would come up with. Like it just, it was just too much. I, I didn't need. It wasn't a clean look, was it? No. <laughs> and it just Dude. had two. It was busy. It didn't look good. I just thought all of it would, could go. There wasn't one part of that jersey that you thought. I see this and like you talk about paying homage. When it's clear that you're paying homage, I think it's fine. But they weren't clear about it. It was like, is that an army thing? How? How does right. that pay homage to Army? I thought that right. jersey was the worst one. I would rather have the bright green and the bright yellow that yeah. they had in the 70s. Yeah. And I would that, that is the worst jersey Notre Dame has ever worn, bar none ever.
1: Nice. I like that with conviction. Yeah, I like that. And look, I know I'm in the minority on this one and I know Notre Dame played like garbage when they wore them, but I like the throwback to the 70s jerseys that they did um i i, I actually like them so as long
2: as it's infrequent right right like you don't want to see that all the time
1: absolutely but i i dug those for that one game again well, like the garbage. outcome wasn't great like <laughs> garbage it was a terrible game <laughs> there was nothing good about that game uh but i like the uniform so because yeah. i like that throwback kind of thing well, again not for all the time but for right. one game i dug it like it was good
2: but like that game that was a usc game i believe yes it and, was. 38-0 was final, and it was 38 nothing was a I wouldn't remember a thing about that game if it wasn't for those jerseys at this point, because they had Accurate. had plenty of losses that year.
1: Yes, that, that's you know. a solid point. It's very solid
2: point. So at least the jersey spike a memory, which is kind of what we're getting at. Yeah. So what was your ugliest jersey? Then? Well,
1: my ugliest was 2012 with the with the double helmet. Like that was <laughs> so incredibly bad. And you're right, from the neck down, it wasn't terrible. I don't have a problem putting the leprechaun on there. It's just they tried to do a little bit too much with the helmet. They they were trying too hard. And I you could easily say that for the camouflage jerseys, too, because they were trying to do the God Country Notre Dame thing. I respect the fact that they gave it a shot. They just <laughs> failed miserably. Like it was just, it was it it was they were classic definition of doing too much. Right. I get told that all the time at school, you do too much. You do too much, Mr. Well, <laughs> guess what? You did too much. With both of these jerseys, or with with the helmet from 2012, and then with the entire thing uh, with the camouflage look, and, and I believe that was 16, right? And yeah. the other yeah, part, the I mean, was 16, yeah. And, and 16 was just a forgettable year anyway. It was the the four and eight year. They were terrible. They won that game big. That was one of the four. Like that was one of the four games that they good won job. Yeah. in those <laughs> awful looking jerseys a week after they lost to Navy. So I mean, <laughs> right? It, it, it was just it was not good. It was
2: not good, yeah. and
1: the the thing about the helmets, it wasn't even cut down the middle.
2: No, it's three quarters almost. It, it was, was like weird. Yeah,
1: like it was like just like over here, and like yeah. I, I don't even understand why that was a thing. Like who thought that that was a good look? I mean, I will also say I am not against changing the helmet for this game. I'm not against it. Like if you can do it well then okay like uh, the helmet that they did when they went up to Michigan they just had the green shamrock Poof. okay like i'm, yeah. I'm uh, that's that's great i have no problem with that um, they they kind of did one similar to that uh, in 2011 they re-wore the green jerseys and they just put a shamrock on the helmet and was, it was that the Maryland shamrock. game yeah it was the Maryland game mm-hmm. they won 45 to 21 jonas Jones- gray yeah yep and they did, they it was a gold helmet but then with like a gold shamrock Leaf.
4: Yeah, like that.
1: It's subtle. It's a little bit different. I can get on board with that. It looked like the leprechaun threw up all over that two-tone thing. Like that was really bad.
4: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.
2: I feel like the two-tone thing was almost somebody it was their last year, and they couldn't pick between two <laughs> themes. So they're like, you know what? Let's put them both on it. And, Do then, it. and then I'm out anyway. <laughs> and, and it was just so ugly. Yeah. It, and that game was better than what that uniform was because I like this simpler look as we've talked about. But even the helmet's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what year it was, but when they played in Indy, they had a simple, clean – I mean, that jersey and helmet combo is the one I put in the middle. It's absolutely split. It's neither good nor bad. But the rest of them, I think. Oh, that that was the
1: one against uh, Purdue, and they had, like, the interlocking interlocking ND on there. Yeah, Yeah, that one wasn't bad. But it was was middle of the road. Like, it wasn't, it didn't jump off the chart at me, but it wasn't terrible either, you know? So, yeah, I agree with you on that.
2: Yeah. So I, I don't know. And then like you said, I it, doing too much. I think that's what the two worst ones and we had, I don't know how we ended up with the same two worst ones, but we did was um, <laughs> the split helmet and then the, the Army one in 2016. The only other jersey that really bothered me was in 2017. It had rockney on the back, which I thought was cool. But that's all they did different. I felt like they just got lazy with it. Yeah, they didn't right. make any jumps, they just put Rockney in the back of everybody, like it's a name. Yeah. And like, okay, neat. But at this point, they'd been on a winning streak with jerseys. It would have been nice to see them try something a little bit more. Right. But other than that Rockney thing with which was just lazy, I think the other two were just awful to watch. And it made the game less fun to watch. I almost think. Yeah,
1: that you know what? You make takes you point. out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I I I'm excited to see this game for m- numerous reasons. You know, it's in Vegas. It's against a, a good quality team. So here's the other mm-hmm. thing about the Shamrock Series, and I know I'm getting off track a little bit, but they've only played this game uh, against, I want to say, two ranked uh, opponents the entire time that they've done this game. And I'm, I'm looking for it. I had it up, and, of course, I can't find it right now. And is now. that
2: almost by design? Do they want to have this be their question. own little – bowl game so that they can always win
1: that's a really good question in 2013 against arizona state they won that game arizona state was ranked 22nd and they won by three and then in 2018 uh syracuse was ranked 12th uh and they smoked them 36 to 3 and syracuse
2: then- didn't end up 12th <laughs> no they
1: didn't no but they were 12th in the middle of november so i mean it's no. that, not bad Right. And then of course Wisconsin was ranked 18th last year. So three times out of the entire series have they played somebody that's been ranked. Now I think they'll get a fourth time against BYU. I would be shocked if BYU wasn't ranked by the time Notre Dame plays them October 8th. They're depending on what you look at. They're like in the 20s I think right now, but I think they'll climb a little bit um by the time sure. October 8th rolls around. But they the games haven't been that exciting. Because they haven't really played a whole lot of people, which, you know, they played Army twice, you know, Maryland. It's just been, you know, okay. I'm I'm excited that this game actually might be a good football game.
2: Right. Well, okay, so if this game was just in South Bend with normal jerseys and normal atmosphere, would it still be a game worth watching? Absolutely. Yes, sir. So maybe that's another reason why they've plucked a game every year that was a lesser game, a lesser opponent, and it makes it a memorable game because you wouldn't remember that they played, you know, Arizona State in Dallas 2013 except for the fact of this. You right. wouldn't have remembered a lot a lot of those Army games weren't very good. And um, it's like uh, Irish, Shytown, Irish Shytown says in our chat, should they play a team like Army and Navy every year where you can just move the game wherever you want, go into whatever territory, and you're still, you know, kind of giving Navy what – Notre Dame's always promised them, which is a game every year. Sure, but just bringing them here and playing them wherever, it's nice that like because going to Ireland, that's going to be a Shamrock Series game without calling it a Shamrock Series right. game. Right, right. So and who are they playing? Navy. So you almost feel like maybe that's a good way to keep Navy on the schedule, but not like make it burned as a, like a lower tier game. Right, right.
1: No, I, I I'm I'm with you on that. Which one. Which I'm kind of
2: jumping think. topics there. Well,
1: nah, it's all good. We can we can play however we want. Um, <laughs> the boss is out of town. He's yeah, that's right. To uh, but no, I I agree with you that you you run into and I don't want to be. I just playing devil's advocate. You run into playing certain games in certain areas and TV rights and all of that stuff with NBC, and so you you got to be careful a little bit. But I totally get what you're saying. Uh, again, Notre Dame jumps all over the place. I love it, and you're right. I wouldn't remember three-quarters of these games if yeah. they weren't Shamrock Series games. They would just be another another game on the schedule, big, big deal, and it would have been a home game, obviously, and it would just have been another day to go out to the stadium and do your thing, and yay, Notre Dame won, and, you know, it is what it is, right? So, right. yeah, I, I'm with you on that. All right, one more list we got to get to. Mm-hmm top three venues. So your favorite places that they've gone. And then when we're done, we'll talk about maybe some place that they haven't gone yet that you'd like to see them go to see venues. Do
2: you want me to start at three or one?
1: Yeah, go three. What the heck? All right.
2: Three. I'm going to have to go with, I was ready for number one. Uh, (laughs) You can go whatever
1: way you want, brother. It's all good.
2: No, I'll just say, um, I thought when they played at Cowboy stadium, that was a good venue because it was still kind of a fresh venue. It was the big dome at the time. You know, we forget now we take Jerry World for granted because it's just been there and there's been bigger ones built. But the fact that they got to go in there and play a game in like 2013 against Arizona State, I think that was a really nice venue for Notre Dame in a big market. And actually that one was against a decent opponent and it was a good game. So I think that will be number three.
1: My number three was actually Fenway. Like going to Fenway, uh, I I think that that was obviously it was big to Brian Kelly. He's from that area, so I, I get I I know I know, but I, I get the the infatuation for him playing where the Red Sox play, but playing in a historic stadium like that, you know, it's the oldest baseball stadium I believe it opened in 1912. It's the oldest yeah. baseball stadium still in use. I dig that kind of stuff, so I think that was pretty cool. The jerseys weren't great. I mean, the green on green, it, they were not great in any way, shape, or form. I understand what they were trying to do
2: because green of the
1: monster etc. Uh, I I get it poorly executed oh, uh so bad but the venue itself playing at, at at Fenway I thought was really cool and that was one that I would have really liked to go to and that did not have a chance. So that that's the way I kind of look at these venues like is it where where would I want to go to watch this game and feel like this might be bigger than just a football game? That's one of them.
2: Well, and your number three is my number one for all the reasons you just mentioned. I love history. I'm a baseball guy. So I love the – and I'm not a Red Sox fan. Oh, me neither. But that game was so cool. I I guess the negatives, when you want to look back on that one, I think it was played on – was it on NBC Sportsnet? That was one of their first games on that. And both teams were on the same sideline, which was kind of a weird aesthetic to see. Like, you know you have football and baseball –
1: I forgot about that.
2: But the, the, so that aesthetic's weird. But other than that, I love they were there. I love seeing the green wall in the background. It was a big Brian Kelly thing, which is that was great at the time. And playing Boston College was good. I I, I think that might have been their quintessential perfect venue for this. You know, all the Irish in Boston. I I I thought that was Celtics, you know, had the sure. the, the, the the Irish feel. So I thought that was number one venue for me, actually.
4: Okay. All right, that's cool.
1: My my number two is this year coming up Vegas. Like I think that yeah people are like oh it's Sin City and they're Catholic and all okay Sin City is not what it used to be. Get out of here number yeah. one okay it, I, I realize I, I don't even realize it, it, prostitution is still a thing out there. <laughs> I haven't been to Vegas in a long time. I don't know but like if gambling, you know answer
2: in the chat <laughs> yeah right.
1: gambling is is legal across well it's not across the country but in most states. It is legal. It is a thing. It's fun to do. People, it's not, it's not a taboo thing anymore. Like Vegas is not the old Vegas and the stadium is state of the art. Number one. I think that's cool all by itself. Yeah. Um, the the location is cool. They've obviously never played there before. I just think it's going to be a great time and it's going to be a great game and they're wearing great uniforms. And so Vegas is my number two. It's a destination place to watch a game. And I think they knocked it out of the park with this one.
2: I think absolutely. You're right on all those points. The mob's not running Vegas anymore, or at least like you said, I don't know, I guess, but it feels like it's not, (laughs) but what a great venue. And, you know, it's almost like one of those venues. It's a new mega stadium, where they're going to host a final four, and, and the Super Bowl could be on its way. And you can see all of that happening there. And it has nothing to do with the gambling or the sins necessarily. Right? It's a destination anyway. Right. Plenty of people. I know um, our our guy Sean. He was Sean Sires was out there last year. Do you gamble? Sure, you might. You might go into a casino, but there's also so much else to do. Right. And it's such a destination for people from all around the country to go to that. I, I think that's a slam dunk as a as destination and a yeah. venue itself is just massive. Yeah. That, and at the Raiders playing there at almost, I don't know if they've used it to its potential because they haven't been good enough yet to showcase it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I was disappointed in the soldier field thing. Cause they've done it already. And it, because of where we're located, soldier field doesn't feel all that special. Like it no. just doesn't, right? I thought they did a great job with what they did, but it just wasn't. It wasn't special. Vegas is special. Like that's a destination. That is some place to go. That's going to be fun, and everything surrounding it is going to be fun. Are people going to gamble? Probably. Would but they
2: gamble in Indiana too? Exactly.
1: I, w- I do. And <laughs> I've, got, I've got the app that I get on all the time. Yeah. And I always bet Notre Dame to win or cover or whatever. Yeah. And it's fun. It makes the game more exciting and, and all of these different things. So I think Vegas is a great spot. So that was my number two for sure.
2: Plus they can get out there. They're close to the West coast. If they want to do some recruiting or bring recruits in, Absolutely, I, I, there's just so many wins behind the scenes besides just being in Vegas and being in the gambling capital of the world. And I know they started the gambling stuff, but well, for sure. But nowadays I think that that's a wonderful venue and I'm happy that they made the risk to kind of go there actually. Cause absolutely for them it is. And what other place is there really with a new mega stadium that Notre Dame could go to and pull like that? I, I can't think of any off the top. Maybe you could say SoFi, sure. but but they're kind of busy still being new and still getting Super Bowl and still having two NFL teams, so they don't exactly have weekends free on a Saturday for a big game like that. In right. the town of Vegas, well, yes, there's gambling. It's also small enough that they can make it a Notre Dame town for a weekend right. and really theme everything all the Absolutely. way up and down the Strip.
1: Absolutely. That's a really good call. That leads me to my number one, and I know this is going to surprise a lot of people, but it's Yankee Stadium. Like, that is my number one for all of the reasons that Fenway was an important place to go play. Yankee Stadium is the same, plus it holds history for Notre Dame specifically. And I realize it's a new Yankee Stadium. I get that, but it's still Yankee Stadium, and Notre Dame has a history with Yankee Stadium. They played there all the time back in the early days of Notre Dame football. They had iconic games at Yankee Stadium for Notre Dame football, I mean, how can you not appreciate that? You can hate the Yankees all you want. That has nothing to do with it. It it has to do with the fact that Notre Dame has a history in that place and in Yankee Stadium, and then they went back and they did it. And I believe they played Army as well, which is a throwback to what they did when they were in Yankee Stadium the, the first few times. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. As much as I didn't like the uniforms because of my hatred for the Yankees, I could still appreciate the tradition. And so Yankee Stadium was my number one. I know that's gonna probably surprise some people.
2: You know, the and I had N- Yankee Stadium is my number two, and Fenway is my number one. There you and, go. And maybe that's my bias for baseball, but that's fair. Me too. But, but Yankee Stadium was a great venue. And I, for, st- for this series, it was great. It almost gets oversaturated when they added a bowl game then, and Notre Dame played right, in that bowl game. Right. So when you think of Notre Dame playing Yankee Stadium, it's great that they've done it a few times, but it it, it almost that's why I put it number two and Fenway number one, because there's only been one football game in Fenway in the last however many years. Fair enough. So I think it's more unique. But I think Yankee Stadium, again, is a layup. At, you know, yes, they could play it where the Giants and Jets play, but Yankee Stadium... That's it means something. And again, there's so many Nordane people in New York. It's a great venue and uh, playing it during the season is actually nicer than the bowl game. Cause the bowl game gets snowy and cold and it's an open air press box for media members. And I know some of them had a hard time with that, <laughs> but the, uh, but the venue itself is really great for football and the, the field fit better than Fenway. I would, I That's would a good admit, point. but Again, Fenway's only had one football game, whereas Yankee Stadiums had a bowl game every year.
1: Well, but that kind of piggyback, yeah, because of that game yeah, you know, of that, game that, that Notre Dame had. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They basically instituted a bowl game because they realized how successful it was to have Notre Dame there.
2: Right, and then they brought Notre Dame in for the bowl game. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's and I think right. they
2: played Syracuse, which is another great matchup in that stadium. Yeah, but yeah, Yankee Stadium for sure. It's so cool to see like a pass go up, and you see the outfield behind it's them, and crazy. it's just. Any, I like those kind of venues because the football venues are neat, and obviously they're made for football, and they house more people. Right. But just from me as a fan that's not going to the game and watching it on TV, I think it's pretty cool to see it in a baseball game or a place that you wouldn't see. It's almost like the winter classic for the NHL.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy that, by the way. And I'm not even a hockey fan. so Right. You I, tune
2: I, in to see what it looks yeah, like at least.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, one last thing before we jump into rapid fire, Bobby – where would you like to see a Shamrock series held that they haven't gone to up to this
2: point? It's a unique question because I I keep thinking, I've changed my answer four or five times (laughs) since you asked me that today earlier. That's fair. fair. The number one that comes to me, I don't know why, and I don't know how plausible it is, but I want to see them kind of do the opposite of what Liverpool did here, where that Liverpool came and played a pro soccer game here. I want to see them go to Europe and fill one of their stadiums up but they're kind of crazy fans. Yep. And I know they've been to Ireland before, but I want to see them go into England and play yeah. like where Liverpool is or Chelsea or Ma- Manchester United or Man City, one of those uh, Premier League stadiums.
1: I, I I actually had Wembley Stadium written Wembley's down. Wembley's great y- Yep, you know what I mean? Go overseas, take this thing to another continent. Yes, they go to Ireland. I get that, and I. but that's like a separate kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Take the right. Shamrock Series. Take another team with you that isn't Navy. And Because Mm -hmm. Navy's got the Ireland thing. Like, that's Notre Dame and Navy's thing. They do the Ireland thing, right? Take a different team with you. Go to England. Go to one of the massive soccer. So, I mean, you could do it there. You could do it at the the big stadium in Mexico City. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of places that you could do it that hold 100,000 people or more. Like, just crazy numbers, right? I think that would be cool. I think that would be cool because I think they've done – a lot of the NFL stadiums they've done, you know, they've done a lot of that in the States. It's almost like they have to go outside the continental United States in order to kind of get exciting about something, you know what I mean? So I'm on the same wavelength as you. I think they should go to one of those massive soccer stadiums and really have some fun with it.
2: I was trying to think if there's any place like Australia, they could go that would have a big enough, stadium or field but then you you also run the risk in like somewhere that destined that like maybe they're not into american football because i love rugby but i think like wembley stadium's a perfect pick you know it's 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 the places notre dame or the the nfl kind of wants to try out but doesn't have the gumption just to put a team there i think that's where notre dame should be like almost a tester for all of that and Notre Dame, instead of being – they're well-known as the first national university. They right. could be the first international university in terms of football. Right. And I don't know who they play or who they bring. They could bring anyone. I'm sure any team would love to go with Notre Dame over there to play a game. And especially if it was like the first game of the year in week zero, so they have a week to come back and get acclimated back to time zone. I think anybody would love to go. You could have a ranked matchup over there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no question. I love that idea.